For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I am your host, Dario McDook. I'm joined as always by Dr. Hoji the Electric Esmoji. Hello, hello. And for the first time since we're doing this podcast, we have our longtime co-host, John Sheeran. I'm talking about the number one analyst of the Cincinnati Bengals in the entire world. That's I've actually right. looked, I've looked into this. And this man, I mean, he's, we call him the boy genius around here because he has the stats, he has the, he has the knowledge, he synthesizes the knowledge. He knows, you know, yeah, you can ask him anything and we're going to do that today because we're going to preview the Bengals' upcoming game in Philadelphia against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. So, John, when you look at this matchup, what stands out to you? Well, let's see here. Bengals have, if not the worst offense line, one of the worst offense lines in the NFL. And the Philadelphia Eagles have one of the best pass rushing units in the entire NFL. They have two pass rushers, Emily Jackson at defensive tackle, and Brandon Graham at defensive end edge rusher, who are both respectively top 10 in pass rush win rate. Josh Sweat is also a highly graded on pro football focus for a pass rushing grade. And on pro football focus, they are the second highest graded pass rushing team in the NFL. So the Eagles, despite being the worst team, according to football, football outsiders, DVOA metric, they still have a really ferocious defensive line, even without Fletcher Cox playing at, at his best. He's also injured right now. So this, this is still a mismatch, in my opinion, that can, can potentially sway this matchup. But other than that, a lot of what the Eagles are right now is just bad. They have four healthy receivers because of their first-round pick in Jalen Ragor is going on IR and will miss probably half the year. So they have Deshaun Jackson. They have a really tall white receiver out of Stanford. I can't remember his name at the moment or can't pronounce it. Uh, they don't have a lot of receivers, and their quarterback, Chris Wentz, is playing like the worst quarterback in the NFL. So aside from that defensive line, which can definitely make problems for the Bengals' offensive line, the Eagles are not a very good football team. Yeah, well, I mean, you brought up a lot of uh, good points. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was about the defensive yeah. line. And, and, John, not only do they have a great win rate, but the Bengals have a great loss rate on their offensive line. I'm talking about the third worst in the league. We've allowed 52 pressures that? to our precious, lovable, just just sweetheart of a quarterback, Joe Burrow. But, well, I mean, you know, now that we have the the John Sheeran on the show, I've been, there's a question I've been meaning to ask him because to me, the Philadelphia Eagles are kind of like a how do you say like a lesson. In, in what can change in a team if you mess around with the offensive line. So now the, my reading of what happened with the Philadelphia Eagles is they lost a few people, a few stars on the offensive line. And they went from having one of the best offensive lines in the NFL last year to having not one not so great this year. And, and it's totally changed uh, the team. And, and it's changed Carson Wentz. It's changed the level of play on the team. The running game looks good, but for the most part, confidence is shot and a lot of it has to do with the offensive line. And I think that's a lesson for the Bengals because I think what the Bengals are realizing is that without a solid offensive line, even, even one small gap makes a big difference. What do you think, John? 
Yeah, like they brought back Jason Peters to left tackle because Andre Dillard, the first round pick from last year, is out for the season. They lost their left guard, Isaac Samolta, I believe is his last name. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. And they lost the right guard, Brandon Brooks. So they, they're without three of the projected week one starters from, from the offseason. Despite that, I mean, Jason Kelsey is still maybe the best center in the NFL right now. Their replacement to Brandon Brooks, a right guard, Nate Herring, I believe is his name. Um, he's playing pretty well in his absence. And Lane Johnson came back at right tackle uh, last week in week two after dealing with an ankle injury. He still played really well. Unfortunately, I think he's still dealing with an injury, so they might be still getting him when he's not at 100%. But, yeah, despite all those injuries, despite all those losses, that that turmoil, that turnover on the offense line, it's still a better unit than the Bengals right now. But sure, sure. unfortunately for the Eagles, like they may not be giving up a lot of pressure in terms of how how much Wentz is getting affected by the pressure, but they're still – but Wentz is one of the worst quarterbacks right now in allowing those pressures to turn into sacks. I think it's about 27% according to Pro Football Focus, which is, if it's not the worst, it's one of the worst. So they are giving up a decent amount of pressures, but unfortunately their quarterback is making the, the least out of those pressures. If you right, will. right. Yeah. And He's I caving talk... under the pressure. He's caving under the pressure. Yeah, I, I actually watched some of that Eagles game, and I thought that the coaches did a decent job of keeping Wentz in the game you know, scheming guys open over the middle, like the short passes in the flats, the running backs, the tight ends. And by the way, their top receiver is Dallas Godert, the tight end. That's going to be a problem. We know the Bengals right. and their history of tight end. But I would say this, you look at Vince and he is having a very, very bad season. I'm talking about 9% of his throws are turnover can, worthy. Can we clarify when you say Vance, that's Wentz, right? Vince Carson Carson Wentz yeah Vince yeah and and Wentz. so you look at yeah Vince and so you look and it's nine percent turnover throws uh, worthy turnover worthy throws and you look at the accuracy forty point seven percent the lowest of any starter yeah that's sad and the really I mean this guy is was he drafted two thousand sixteen he's been in the league a while this guy's not young and yeah I mean, and. and uh, go ahead. But his coach, his, yeah, I was just going to say, and so what's the answer? What's wrong with him? Well, his coach says, oh, you know, I don't know if you guys heard, there's this virus going around, so we only had two and a half weeks to practice. Oh, come on. So really, boo-hoo. boo-hoo. That's everybody, man. Yeah. I mean, we have we have a rookie with a terrible offensive line and two and a half weeks, and he looks much better than Vince, yeah. 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 And, and I mean, let's face it, you know, I, I, I'm not one of those guys to say I called it, but I did call it back when they had the choice of keeping Nick Foles or going with Carson Wentz. Obviously, they should have kept Nick Foles. Nick Foles has, I don't know if you've heard the term, he has big Nick energy. That's what they call it. And the man can play. Uh, the man thrives under pressure, which I've always said was a big thing. And we saw that with, I've always said another guy who thrives under pressure is uh, Derek Carr. And we've been seeing that recently too. So yeah, I, I think Wentz's head is not in the game. He's he's a better player than what we're seeing. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a breakout performance by him tomorrow. And here's why. Because I think that in a lot of ways, sometimes the defense can energize the offense. And when I look at this Eagles defense, wow. I mean, wow. They have... The stars, Daddy. I don't know how much you know about this defense, but this Fletcher Cox guy, this Brandon Graham guy, they're amazing. I mean, they, these guys are pressuring quarterbacks like crazy. They're, they're, I mean, I would, I would say that Cox is is right up there with Aaron Donald in terms of talent. And and, and the guy they got from the Steelers, Javon Javon Hargrave, man. Yeah. These guys have stars. They've got electricity. And you know how I feel about electricity. And yeah. I, th- yeah, I think that the defense is going to put so much pressure on our faulty, shabby offensive line. 
in our non-existent run game that yeah. it's going to, I think it's going to give Carson Wentz time to discover himself again. He's going to be like Opie Taylor in, in, in the Andy Griffith show after he finds the fishing rod. He's going to be happy. He's going to be back to himself. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a breakout game uh, on Sunday. Interesting. Well, you know who else is going to have a breakout game because it's just that time is AJ Green. And you look at AJ Green and throughout his career, he's caught about 60% of his targets. Through, through two games this year, 36.3. And people say, oh, what's wrong with AJ Green? Look, the answer is very simple. The man has not had the opportunity to work with Joe Burrow. Those two scrimmages that take the place, on, place of the preseason. No, really. And you look and you look at his air yards per target, 15.9. That's the highest on the Bengals. Very high number. So he is, is still their number one deep threat. John Ross only like I, 17 I, yards to two games. So he's still there. He's still the big playmaker. And, uh, you know, when I watch the Rams with Jared Goff carving up this Philadelphia Eagles secondary, I was like, wow, Joe Burrow is going to have some fun. That's, that's my take. I, I, uh, offensive line aside, yeah. Let's talk about some of this controversy with our receiving core. Because one thing that we saw this week was, what was it, Auden Tate saying that he wants to get more passes coming to him. And then, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but today there was a very, how shall we say, reverse psychology kind of passive aggressive quote from Zach Taylor saying Auden Tate is a team player. Well, that's obvious what he's saying. He's Sometimes you tell someone, it's like when a kid, you know, you're saying, you're saying like, 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 you know, Bobby doesn't love chocolate. It's because he loves chocolate so much you're trying to get him to stop eating the chocolate. He's saying Auden Tate should be a team player. I think what you're really seeing is the, the waning of A.J. Green, his abilities, his predominance as the wide receiver, and people trying to step up and take that place. And Auden Tate thinks he's the man. He thinks he can take that place, and that's fine. Maybe he's, he's a pretty good receiver, but he's not. I mean, he's, he's Auden Tate. He's okay. Yeah. I mean, John, I know you want to say something, and I want you to say it, but I also want you to tell me, is this also about the emergence of Mike Thomas? Well, for, I want to ask uh, Hoji real quick, who's the only, yeah, yeah. Who's the only residing doctor in, on this panel. Is there right. something to be said about A.J. Green playing two games in five days after not playing any games in over 600 days? Sure, sure. But, but you watch those games, John. I watch those games. Is A.J. Oh. Green, is AJ Green great? Yes. But you can tell when someone has lost the edge a bit. Is A.J. Green the same A.J. Green of two years ago? He just doesn't look like it. I mean, and, and everybody's rusty. The whole team is rusty. The defense, the corners are rusty. That's fair. I, I, yeah, I think he's great. I don't think he's the greatest, which is what he was. He was the greatest I, in the NFL. I think we're going to find that a lot this week. I think yeah. going up against Casey Hayward one week and then Denzel Ward in a five-day span, again, after not playing for so long, having to, having to shake off the rust, it's rough. And I don't think we all – I don't think any of us expected Green to be to look that bad, especially – considering that he had a lot of training camp off because he was resting on that injury that he had and that hamstring injury that he had late in training camp. But, I mean, this week he's facing Darius Slay and a bunch of other cornerbacks that I don't think anyone really knows on the Eagles. It's a great opportunity for him to bounce back. The last time the Bengals won yeah. on week three of a regular season, it's all the way back in 2015. They played the Ravens at Baltimore. And, AJ, and I think a lot of people remember that game for A.J. Green going off, scoring two touchdowns, including – the go-ahead touchdown late in that game. So I think there's a lot riding on this game for Green. I think it's a chance for him to show that he's not as washed as we all think that he is. But if he doesn't step up, I think then the questions can actually surface, is this guy just not the same as he once was? Hey, and John, I mean, does he have to be the same as he once was? I mean, there is a transitional period where we have so many other talents now on the receiving core. Does AJ Green have to be AJ Does AJ Green have to be AJ You got your boy. You got your Higgins. You got your Ross. Yeah. 
you've got your Auden Tate. He wants to be that. He wants to be us to name him. So we will Auden. Come on. You want to be Auden Tate? You got to be Auden Tate. You know, we've got yeah. all these other talents. And you we know do. what? This is going to sound crazy. But I think I saw a tweet from John about about the fact that Mixon on the short passes has has a lot of talent there, uh, catching talent. I mean, you know, we got a lot of options now for for Joey yeah. Joe. So yeah, but yeah. you're underrating what AJ Green can be. None of those guys can carry you whenever you need a, a big play. You just lob it up there, double coverage, triple coverage. You guys are underestimating what that means for a guy like Joe Burrow. You're you're not taking into account what but what he tried he, that. Wins. he tried and you that. know the thing is the thing is Joe Burrow. You guys love Joe Burrow, right? And you, everybody you, loves Joe Burrow. Yeah, exactly. And you appreciate what he says, and you know he's an honest, good, upright human being. Here's what he said: Thank I you. missed, I missed some throws to AJ again. I am just going to have to fix that. I am just going. I can't okay. keep missing throws to AJ when he gets open like he does. Oh my gosh! So, this is so you, Daddy. You always take things at the surface level. It's like when we go to to Costco and you really think when they say free samples, you can eat the whole platter. It's not like that. Listen, man, a quarterback is is in a way a politician. He's got he's got all these contending receivers. That's what the Auden Tate controversy is about. Everybody wants the ball. Everybody wants to catch. And you're dealing with a veteran who used to be the leader of the team, who's, a, who's AJ Green. You're going to say something nice like that, blame yourself for his mistakes. But we saw him lob the ball to AJ. We saw AJ mess up a few times. It wasn't the old AJ, man. Yeah, but I, I pointed out this this last show, and I'll say it again. What I saw from AJ was not he's a slow. He's this. I saw he it is rust. He's not turning his body the right way. He's not adjusting the way he does. But that you he's not. He, he no, can't. he doesn't. He, he does, no, 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 no. It's about his chemistry and timing with Burrow it, and it, just playing in the NFL, playing receiver. Look, I want to move on. I want to move on because this conversation is getting just totally off topic. Oh, my gosh. Because you're both not saying the right things about AJ Green. So what I want to They're talk gonna about. You're going to censor us. Right. I want to talk about the Taylor Bowl, as it's called. The Taylor Bowl. It's also, it's called, there's actually an award for it. The Taylor Bro Bowl Trophy in Sherwood Taylor's office in Norman, Oklahoma. So what is the Taylor Bowl? Basically, you have two highly successful NFL coaches. You have Zach Taylor, who's won two NFL games by oh himself as the head coach. And you have his brother, Press Taylor. Oh, my Lord. And Press is the Eagles quarterback coach and passing game coordinator. And by the way, Zach had those positions before he became a head coach. Zach so. has a, had as much experience as I did when he became head coach of the Bengals. I was a QB coach. He was a QB coach. And Press Why has that same amount. Daddy, did I or did I not apply for the Bengals head coaching job? Did I or didn't I? I did. You did. You did. And actually, Mike Brown wrote you a very nice letter. And he said, thank you for your fandom. He, he didn't get that you were applying for the job. He no. Thought, yeah. But he thought that it was just a fan. Right. But, you know, so, John, I mean, really, this is the this is a big deal because, yeah, go ahead. Like, I mean, you, you guys are the brothers here. Like, it would it be a big deal to coach against your brother because apparently according to Zach, yeah. it's not. Well, John, that is a little racist. I mean, we're from the same village. That doesn't make us brothers. But it's okay. It's okay, yeah. You know, one of the weird things, John, one of the interesting things, speaking about race, one of the interesting things about Village Island is that Daddy and I, our little parts of Village Island are one mile apart. You can walk from my section to his section. And yet he's white. He qualified. He's called white and I'm not white. He has all the, he's got the white privilege. Okay, okay, look, look. They, they are they, close, but they are worlds apart in terms of just, you know, culture and basic yeah. necessities See? and life See that, yeah. John? See that, John? You know, John, I mean, really, you think about the city of brotherly love and you think of the two... Philadelphia? Brother- 
Right. And you think of these two brothers clashing and, and they said they're not talking to each other this week. And, and you got to think that Zach Taylor, the, the guy, is feeling the pressure now. You oh got to think gosh. as a coach, he's feeling this pressure playing against his brother, losing a bunch of close games. I mean, how is that going to affect his coaching ability? It's not, man. John, he asked you, but I just wanted to say that. I don't think it has any effect. Yeah, 0-2 is 0-2. And I want to use And that's what we're going to be. Yeah. I, I, I second that emotion. Yeah. John, let me ask you a question because you're not on the show as often nowadays. And I've been meaning to ask you this. Honest from the heart. Zach Taylor comes out of the season with, let's say, two, three, four wins. Four wins tops. Is his job on the line? Yes or no? No. See, and doesn't that bother you? Not exactly because this year wasn't going to matter anyways. I know it's blasphemy around here, but it doesn't. Okay. So... Yeah. I don't know how they can bring them back if they pick first overall again, but they probably will regardless. Knowing the Bengals, yeah. they will, which is, I guess, one more year is probably fine. But if they, if this happens next year too, come on, man. I mean, you got to – maybe you bring in the they press gave team, Marvin, you know? I don't want Marvin Marvin Lewis 2.0. I don't want to just keep, keep giving him chances, man. Yeah. I want the Bengals no, to be more like – I mean, I mean, I want Daddy's comments on this. Like, if, if Taylor is, I guess, fired, like, how is that transition – like, how is he going to give up that power when it's already been bestowed upon him, even if he doesn't think that he should give up that seat, you know? Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of complications with any job. You know, a lot of people have fraudulent ways of submitting their opinions. There's a lot of you, – you, you have to reassess and evaluate who made the decision, what decision they made, you know, how legitimate it is. Because, yeah, that, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. So sometimes you need alternative approaches to uh, deciding whether someone is employed or not. That's, that's what I would say. Yeah. All so right. that's it. So for Dr. Hoji, the Elector Gismoji, I'm Daddy McDook. Don't go. forget to subscribe. Leave a five-star yeah. review on One, iTunes two, three, four, or whatever. Five. Yeah. That is all we have for this show. We will see you next time. So long. Yes, we see you guys. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.